Good morning, Vietnam. Listeners, welcome to the fifth episode of the podcast. Vietnam season is finally here. Summer's here in the Northeast. This podcast, we've got a little bit of spice with us. We got Mike O'Donnell with us back. How's it going? We got CJ Sen with us. What's up? And then we got the legend Mike Ferrucci. Hey, how you doing? Ferrucci's on like a. Uh, <laughs> He's kind of like on a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a parole, no, not parole. Parole? I'm not a convict. <laughs> Come on. You're basically on a trial basis right now. Trial basis? I've known you for over a year. No, I'm talking about on the podcast. You're okay, like, fair enough. You fucked this podcast up, you're out. The next one. <laughs> you're having the Sopranos on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, no, this, the Sopranos rejected audition tapes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, lucky me, Ferrucci made the ride down here. Uh, he's in person with me, and I got Mike and CJ on the phone. Um, we've we've actually had some good success with it, so we'll keep it going until no one can understand what we're talking about. Uh, okay, guys, so we're going to talk about a few things in this episode. The first ep- I'm sorry, the first thing we're going to talk about is Fallen Pedal 2. Then our upcoming NAM event, Doc Siang Outpost 22, which is our first Vietnam event of the summer. Uh, we'll touch on Indian country a little bit and how we're excited for that. And then we're going to talk about MacArthur a little bit. Surprise, surprise, we talk about it every event. I mean, every podcast, it's our biggest event of the summer, biggest event of the year. We're going to uh, kind of have a preview of what we're going to talk about for this two-hour special episode in July building up to the event. So... Uh, First off, let's talk about Flaccid Snake himself, Mike O'Donnell. Mike, um, let's give your thoughts on how Fallen Pedal 2 went. Um, well, I have a lot of those. Um, I think it, it was like, it was definitely a fun day. I think people had a good time. Um, it was hard, you know, uh, as it always is with any, you know, large regular player airsoft game it was it was hard to get people to you know focus on objectives or go where they're needed to be or even dress the color of the team that they're on so that's always you know it's it's always something you got to watch out for but uh other, other than that um at least from from my end from the guys who were around me and and were kind of like following the, the directions and flow of the game um it seemed like they were having a good time, which is, you know, a priority one. And I, uh, I, I really had, I really enjoyed like directing the green team, uh, for the first half of the day, because, you know, despite it being like trying to hurt cats or nail jello to a tree, we actually dominated the field for most of the morning, which was a lot of fun and was my intention. And, uh, then Tam, came back at the, the end of the day and, and started putting the whooping on us. And, you know, as the day goes on, we, we lost players and, and lost steam and, you know, objectives or common sense just fly right out the fucking window. It was but good. other than that, it's, it was, I think it was a, a pretty good time and Zulu seemed happy and uh, some of the players seemed pretty happy. I know there's a few unhappy campers, but, you know, what can you do? Uh not everybody will enjoy everything all the time, so uh, yeah, that's, I, that's how I feel about it. I, I heard of two complaints, and that was out of 120 people. So I mean, yeah, that's 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 fine with me. That's a that's a good ratio. Yeah, you know, um, the, the the you know what kills, especially for us because we like the immersive stuff. So we like people to get into the backstory of the events. Mm-hmm. We allowed walk-ons, and it just. You have guys who are coming on to the and they don't know what's they don't know or care about what's going on. They, that's why we had half the people without the correct uniform. Well, it's everything you expect from a walk-on event. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. I mean, that's why I personally didn't come in with high expectations because you're going to have 
you know, anything and everything when it came to players. You're going to have new players. You're going to have experienced players. And, you know, it's all going to have to, you know, mesh well together, hopefully. And I think it came out pretty well. Um, you know, I know there was a lot more green than tan, so that's why we were getting our butts whooped early in the morning and everything. But, you know, thankfully we just stuck it out, you know, and we did everything we could just to stick to the storyline because, you know, that was the thing, it too, because a lot of people were already starting to get out of it probably by the midway point, and I'm just trying to tell them, look, look we got this objective, we got to complete it, you know, I don't want to give up, like, I want to just, you know, have fun and just, you know, create some new memories and everything. So, I just, I just knew right then and there, like, this is going to be, you know, an event that, like I said, will attract more people to us, and we'll be able to, you know, like I said, host future events at Zulu. CJ, um, Speaking of the TAN team, you the TAN CEO, you were pinned down with TAN and Ferrucci. How do you think, when you guys broke out of that spot around lunchtime, how do you think it went for you guys? Um, when we broke out, it was, yeah, it was pretty good, you know, for, for the most part. I mean, TAN guys, I think when I went and had a radio check, I had like three radios out of like 50 people. Um, so it, it was definitely like herding cats or like Mike said, I don't even think nailing jello to a tree is, uh, is the right acronym. I'm pretty sure it's more like wiping your ass with wet toilet paper. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, it, it was, it got better once we broke out, but it was still, just people were all over the place. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, a lot of people that, uh, I've noticed lately in airsoft over the past, probably five, six years would be like this milsim attitude that they have like they want to be milsim they want to be hardcore and then once they get in the field it's like all right when is lunchtime and when can i disappear and go hide in the bush somewhere and not work as a team so that was like a big hurdle to overcome after lunch but or the whole day but after lunch it definitely yeah god, god forbid it rains or there's mud I will add to say also people weren't listening to like i think it was already mentioned already you know dressing up you know we no. Yeah, and, we we had a, a few was... like like friendly fire incidents. Um, you know, one another uh, a whole squad of guys came dressed in like a mix of tan and green and, and flannels and this. Yeah, it yeah, was it's just like yeah, shit, like just it's it, it probably the easy like you know because we we do the Vietnam stuff, so this is one hundred percent the easiest. Right, thing that we have. This is baby just stuff. Show up in the in the right color, but apparently that is also quite difficult. Because I also ran into those said players, and if anybody remembers, it was at the halfway point where what about twenty of us were you know tan and green were just like, you know, stuck at the village together, not knowing where we were. Yeah. And because there was just no communication or anything, you know. And like I said, going back to whole Milsim, these were the same guys who brought in this Milsim attitude, but yet lacked any form of direction on what they wanted to do with their squad or where they wanted to go or who to follow. Like, they just basically just decided to do their own thing and then, you know, kind of like mess up the uh, the flow of the game a little bit. For the future, I think we still got to stick with the colored uniforms, but regardless of what you're wearing, we got to just... Have people wear armbands. It sucks to say, but for that level event, so like Mike and I, we've we've discussed this, we've talked about this. We have like the tier three, tier right. two, tier one events. Those tier three events, it's like baby steps. Right. So they're they gotta you gotta wear armbands. That it sucks to say, but and that's something that us as a brand, as a you know, for broken hour events, it's something we don't want to do because we want to be fully immersive. But if it's we're kind of like getting what we signed up for. We're doing these. These not so serious events, even if they're immersive, yeah, they're immersive. Is you know they have, we have a whole backstory. We created our own country and you know nation without borders thing and whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's still as far as a lot of people are concerned, they're signing up for a pickup game. And that's what it basically comes down to. And like I said, that's why I didn't have much expectations. I'm just glad we got a you know big you know fallout because of it, and hopefully more people will be more into our future, you know, higher tier events. And yeah, I mean, we're, we, we've we basically spent five minutes talking negative, negatively about the event, but for what it was, it was a great success. Oh, yeah. We had, course. you know, we had oh, 100. Yeah, dude, I, I think it was, I think it was a, a good time, for yeah. sure. Yeah, every, you know, everyone. There's a lot of, you know, that's, that's with anything. There's always, you know, we could have a great time, but there's always going to be problems or 
or what have you and things to, you know, fix for the future. Sustains yep. and fucking uh, improving. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So, uh, did we talk about improvements for foam pedal? What improvements? Armbands for everybody. We're always, I think, we're going to have to allow walk ons, but maybe we got to. Um, me personally, maybe have someone there explain the rules better. And not even, I'm not even, I can't even say that because my dad did explain the rules to everybody who walked on. He said he was busy all day. He's like, people were walking on all day. He must have had at least a minimum four or five people around him at all times. Signing he up. was always yeah, getting swamped. And so I think armbands is number one. Yeah. Uh, command staff, I think CJ could have used some help. Mike could have used some help. I, I, look, I, I really could have used look, some fucking help, Dad. Yeah, looking back after all the walking around I did, uh, at, you know, as admin, yeah. I definitely could run the event and be on the command staff for one of the sides. I think me controlling one of the sides is like almost making my life easier. Right. If I'm like in on the ground with the yeah. player base, I can control one of the sides, right. and I, I would yeah, have to. Yeah, because work. like imagine like at least one side is doing what they're supposed to yeah. be doing, then yes. that makes the event better. I, that's what I think. I so I think the next fall and pedal, I'm gonna just I'll be with Tan with CJ and Mike will find you, um, you know somebody loud that can command. Well, yes, because that's what it came down to when when I was dealing with when CJ he was you know saying a town or something. And then you'd have like another fifteen guys up on the ridge because yeah. they don't obviously they don't have radios or anything, and you know all of us become pop up sergeants all of a sudden. And then that's, we have, that's what has to happen, man. Yeah, you know? it's a different. Steve Steve really came out of left field and really was a great help uh, trying to wrangle these guys, especially not having a radio. Yeah. You know, he was able to get in there and, and get the guys on the ground and really try to fucking, you know, pass pass the message along on what the hell to do. So that was a big yeah. Dude, it's it's a it's a good exercise in old school military tactics because you could, you gotta start using runners. And yeah. I, I had one dude who was real gung ho about it, and he he went everywhere for me. Which he was guy? All over which the guy was that? He, he would come back. I'm like surprised he came back honestly because the. You know, sometimes you send them somewhere really, really hot. It's like, I don't know if the messages get there. And then he'd come back and he'd be like, okay, like, it's fucking, we're good. I'd be like, geez, all right, cool, sweet. Um, I would, right from the get-go, I would say 10 minutes in, I could tell that Green was way more organized. You, you, uh, I'll say this, Robert, um, Rob uh, Wykander, he was pretty, yeah. he was pretty Super vital for helpful. you. Yeah. Super helpful, yeah. Him, him, and his boys on the radio, yeah. or whoever had radios on my team, that was a that was a big step. That was huge. Yeah, you guys had control of all five points. No, all four or five points, and Tam was bogged down in that main town on the hill. Yeah, we were ma- it were mainly bogged down. But you know what the issue was going back to the whole friendly fire. But you know it was just a lack of communication. Uh, and then we got slaughtered at the lower village because we all just stood there, you know, like a bunch of dodos. Yeah. And you know, no, it, it was tough. It, um, the the sides. I know Ferrucci. You mentioned that the sides were uneven. They were actually pretty even uh, to start. Hmm. And then I just kept them throwing all the walk-ons right. to ten. That so. explains why we were holding up a lot better. Yeah. You know, but I remember we, you know, myself, Stephen Viper, we were trying to take the right flank and nobody was following suit. No, I mean, at the end of the game, man, I'm like watching and it's, there's three guys. It's on, this is on 10, right? There's three guys. Yeah. It's a medic and two regular riflemen. A medic with a pistol and the medic bottle stands up and tries to lead a charge by himself. Gets (laughs) schwacked. Like, I think every gun on green is like shot at him. And then he lays down and he's you know he's dead and I'm like, yeah. dude, you're the medic. Why are you leading the charge? He's like, yo, I was trying to get people going. I'm like, that's like not your job, man. Like, come on, dude. I, it's just, it's my, just myself typical. and my friend John. We tried to get an assault going at the village and we ended up getting you know you know pretty slaughtered once again. This is probably a little bit past the midway point because people were too a little too skittish to you know take the uh, take the charge and everything. Because I know once we took the village, we would have been able to take the other control points. It would have right. cut them in half. Yeah. Because, I mean, I used to play at Zulu, you know, pretty often and everything. So I know the layout pretty well. I mean, that's... Okay, Fruji, I'm glad you mentioned that. Let me ask you guys this. Um, do you think the objectives of just uh, controlling ground for that type of event is what we should be doing? 
or I mean, I had we we had a whole bunch of different stuff, but as far as I remember, a lot of guys didn't care about the test tubes, and they couldn't figure out the mission on breaking the the energy energy cells and the 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 comms relay cells. Yeah, they were asking too many questions about it, and I kind of like you got it. It's got to be simple. Just incredibly I mean, basic, but yet straight to the point. You know, get that objective. I mean, the doctor thing was. At least something good, you know, decent. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, the, I think the most exciting part was obviously getting the nuke. I think overall, right. That, but that's a ba- that's a simple like exactly. go here and get this. Exactly, and it really motivated Tan to find, you know take you know take charge and just you know because like I said once again myself Viper Steve my you know John we all you know went there and you know obviously got the job done and you know at least it you create an exciting end to a really good you know solid event. Yeah. CJ, what were you going to say? Uh, honestly, I, I would say just for events like this, you got we got to just keep it simple because these, I mean, uh, I'm, all right, yeah, we just got to keep it simple. I'm just going to cut it off there before I get into a ramble on. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it sucks <laughs> to say it, it's a, it's a, it's more or less a pickup game with a story. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there is a backstory, so it's more than a, it's more than just like going out for 10 minutes fighting and then coming back and doing a whole new capture the game. I'm sorry, capture the flag game or whatever. It's... We were in the glorious country of Turkmenistan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, um, you know what? That actually, let's, let's lead, let's lead into the next part of this segment. What's, what, uh, what does the future hold for Fallen Petal series? Are we going to stay in Turkmenistan or do we move on? Now, the way the story ended is, um, Flaccid Snake was killed, but it turns out that Fla- it was a Flaccid Snake clone. Yes. So, Mike, are we going to stay in Turkmenistan, or are we going to go somewhere else? Oh no, we're we're leaving. We're off uh, into the world. Uh, we're doing doing more things. And are we? We're going to rebrand this series a little bit and call it Steel Cog. That is correct, Liam. Yes. Steel Cog is uh, what's happening now. It's the future. Yes. Um, so if people really didn't were paying attention to the story, there were little inklings about the Steel Cog program that uh, that Black Service was developing, and they were also developing like a super soldier. That's why that was like the point of the DNA. <laughs> well, it, this is for our entertainment, more or less. I mean, O'Donnell has superior genetics. Let's be honest. Eh? Yeah, they're cloning after him. I know. But um, so uh, what's happening also is that uh, Black Sir versus No More. They're going to be called something new, and um, Task Force Griffin is dissolved because they're they're. Their purpose has been satisfied. They're done. Yeah, they're, we defuse the nuke. Right, they're disbanding. So there'll be a new task force hunting down the new mercenary. You think there'll be group. like a new rogue nation? Maybe. Mm. We don't want to delve into that too much yet, Ferrucci. Right. Okay, fair enough. So, Mike, what do you, Mike? Um, I know we put we toyed around with the name. I think it was called Crystal Cats. Was that what we? That was on. Uh, yeah, that might have been it. I think that was it. I, I was trying to think of the name. I think it was Crystal Cats. And then we had something even dumber for uh, Foxhound. A Foxhound ripoff. we got to think about it. But Crystal Cats was the Diamond Dogs ripoff. And then... Um, I forget what it, the Foxhound... We'll, we'll think of something. We, got, we have time. Yeah, we got plenty of time. Man. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so... Fuck all this modern shit... Let's jump into Nam. Next next event coming up, Doc Siang, Outpost 22. It's um, a story based around the Mike Force and the NVA attacks on the outposts and special forces camps that drew the bigger reactionary forces such as the 173rd out from the cities into the, the Vietnamese wilderness in preparation for the Tet Offensive. So, uh, CJ... You've been building your, you know, you've been working on your Mike Force kit. How ready are you, bro? 
I am uh, just about 100% ready. Uh, little pieces of the kit came in uh, this weekend or this week, and I'm pretty ready to go. Sick. Uh, got new tigers, got new smokes. Uh, yeah. And Mr. Come Correct, Mike, I know your stuff's been ready for a while. I believe you're pulling stuff out as you talk on this podcast. Um, I'm not. I'm not working on Doc's Yang stuff right now. I'm actually working on my uh, Seals Greenside gear since that's mostly what I just got in. Oh, okay. I, uh, I I broke him last week. All right, okay. we'll we'll talk about that yeah. later. Let's stick with Doc's Yang then. So yeah, you... yeah. I'm 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 just saying that's what's what's going down. Gotcha, at the gotcha, moment. gotcha. All right, Mike, you're um, so so uh, yeah. But my my I'm I'm rocking the the barbell with. Uh, I saw a video of. Some Mike Force guys, the the fifth SFG guys, and they were wearing uh, thirty six suspenders. So I put my thirty six suspenders on there, which oh, I thought nice. looks pretty fucking cool. And um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. It's a pretty simple kit for what it is, um, and I haven't decided what I'm going to do with my ruck yet. Um, I could run the tropical, but uh, I was thinking of doing the the lightweight with the radio pack on it. Because you, you are going to carry and combine doing the combined one, which I've seen guys do before with the bag on the bottom and the prick on the top. And you are rocking the radio, right? I am indeed rocking the radio. Yeah, so okay. I got to prep that too. Okay. Yeah, um, that's the thing about Mike. Everyone thinks since they're like special forces and tiger stripes that they have all this like crazy gear equipment. They have like a at most like a basic. M56 set up like just like a regular infantryman with tiger stripes because they're more or less just you know they're yeah it's very simple yeah they're it's they're they had extra training and yeah they're more well suited for jungle warfare and everything the, the, but that's that's the, the the most complex special forces kits through the whole war are lerps especially when you're looking at like more towards like mid war to late war lerps right and the sawgart guys yeah but, like just if you look at like my force dudes, like they're they're barely wearing anything at all. They, I mean, they more or less fell in line with the Arvin army. Like the the all the Sigi, you know, the Sigi, the wow. civilian irregular defense group, all those guys. Like they were the yeah. indigenous fighters. They were more or less like Arvin troops, and they yeah. and the and the Green Berets were more or less training them in conventional and anti insurgency warfare. Correct. Or counter. I'm sorry. Counter insurgency warfare. Yeah. And uh, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I I love seeing um, for, like the Mike Force guys. I see a lot of Sigi guys who just they for like their name tapes they did uh, like Mike Force on both sides. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, weird patches, all the Mike Force patches. They're kind of, they're kind of like the they were really like bad boys. Like they just didn't give a fuck, and they they did whatever they wanted with their uniforms. Yeah, I, um, I was watching a video. It, it it was like a, a video from like the 70s. It was like a documentary from the 70s talking about the Green Berets in Vietnam. And some of these like, the Mont, Mont, you know, Montanards and yeah. uh, Nung tribesmen, mm-hmm. they were like getting boots for the first time. They had no idea what the hell to do with them. It was like crazy. <laughs> like, you know, they're getting like full, fully, like fully equipped yeah, they're not used uniform. To yeah, they're... They had bow and arrows. They had bows and arrows and lung cloths before the, the Green Berets got to them. Still made use of those bows and, bat, uh, yeah, bows and arrows and everything. and uh, Still very impressive what they were capable of for jungle fighters. Yeah. Especially with, you know, modern weapons, you know, still at the time and, you know, still putting up a hell of a fight. Yep. Well. So, yeah, the backstory now, um, <clears throat> Doxiang was a special forces camp. Uh, in the Kantun province, which is in the Dak To area, same region. Um, it was built for border surveillance. It was one of the um, outposts that were attacked by the Pavan forces. It, it was a strategy by them to draw the more conventional and bigger units out from the city so the, the infiltrators could attack those cities during the Tet Offensive. Um, this event takes place during June 67. Uh, technically, it, would, it happened early or right... This, I'm sorry. The, 
the events that are taking taking place during Doxiang, our event is going to be before Operation Greeley into Operation Greeley. Mm-hmm. Uh, during that operation, the 173rd had a whole entire company wiped out. So um, I didn't want to I didn't want to do too many events based around grunts. We wanted to do something where we can sneak around. So I, that's why I picked the premise and the backstory for this event. Uh, so yeah, we're more, more more or less acting as the you know the the reason why the 173rd is coming out and right. why we'll be out there for Operation we'll correlation, right? And that's why we're going to be out there for Operation MacArthur. Yeah, it all leads back to Operation MacArthur. Hey, that's a, that's our all end game road right there. To Mac, baby. Yep, that's it. All leads road to Mac. Uh, all roads lead to Mac. I, sorry, I'm hungry, so I I'm like talking all stupid. Okay, so we have we have a decent number of guys. I it's nice because it's not going to be as big as Operation MacArthur. You know, it's not going to be. It's still going to be bigger than a lot of the other Vietnam events out there. I think the benefits to the numbers, you know, that are signed up already is it will be an environment that requires you to be very aware of your space. You're going to have to be careful of, you know, where you place your footsteps and everything because it's going to be open wilderness, you know, and you don't know who's out there or when they're going to cross paths with you or anything. Even more so than the other, you know, than yeah, Junction City was. Yeah. Because you got to realize, where as Mike Force going to be patrolling and fighting just like the NVAR? So it's going to be a weekend-long game of men playing hide-and-go-seek. That's basically what it comes down to. Hopefully we'll get to find Charlie and kill him. That's the hope. Hopefully. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, well, we've been working on everyone come correct. The NVA, they're, they're talking. They, I've, you know, I, we have the, the planning groups. Yeah. So if you have not signed up yet, please do so we can get you in the planning group and up to speed. But the NVA planning group, they've got, like, some pretty good stuff planned. Um... Dude, NBA, 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 I encourage everybody, please think about switching it up. Going NBA this year for everything. The numbers are pretty even though for this one. There, I I'm waiting on uh, Aaron Chan to sign up. I know Aaron listens to the podcast, so if you listen to it, hopefully you're signed up by the time this podcast comes out. Um, if he signs up with his two buddies, the sides will be pretty even. So, Man, has George signed up as well? George has signed up with Perfect. Gabe. Yeah. Because I know he's got a hell of an NBA build and everything. Yeah, he's actually working on a reg- now a regular uh, NBA. He he had a Vietcong for a long time, and now he's got a regular NBA, you know, NBA regular uh, uniform. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's going to bring his PPSH this time around. Yeah, they're all. There's going to be a few on that thing on that side. All right. So. Yeah, I'm look, I'm uh, really... that's like half the reason I want to do NBA someday, so I can use my fucking. Tanaka Car Mountain Trooper and my VPSH. I mean, you could use your car 98 as well, O'Donnell. What? You could use your car 98 as well. That's what I just said. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so. Can't take you anywhere. If you haven't signed up yet, it's uh, $55. I was going to raise the price, but um, after the success of. Um, Fallen pedal two. I felt that we can just leave it at fifty five. So the price is fifty five. I uh, don't think I'll change it, but please sign up. It helps us plan. I like I have to beat the dead horse every episode. Sign up prior to the event. Sign up at least give me a month so I know who's going so I can plan accordingly. You know I can't assume that everyone's gonna go. Don't um, have enough time to get the right equipment because you never know. Yeah. Because yep. even when, right then, you know, down there at the day of the event, you're still going to have some people with some farb gear. You're going to you know, stick out like a sore thumb and everything. And Darius is going to make you feel terrible, if mm-hmm. not ban you from the event. <laughs> so, yeah, Doxiang is going to be this weekend, June 15th to the 16th up at Tolcom. Tickets are $55 for each. We have a pretty cool giveaway that I won't, I won't give it away, but it's pretty cool. Um... You know, it's it's a, it's going to be an event not to miss. It, I mean, if you want to wear your tigers, everyone, almost every event, someone, every Vietnam event, everyone asks me, "Yo, can I be a lerp?" This is the event. If you want to be a lerp, this is the fucking event to go to. Can I 
can I pose a question? Go ahead, Mike. Um, I, I know, like, I and and I'm I'm loving doing like straight ground troops these days, like, and you know, I think that's a big plus for the the community that we just have straight ground troop events. But do you think that? we could ever in the future consider the return of a combined event where we have special forces and, uh, and ground troops. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, cause honestly, next year I was even thinking about just doing two all infantry events. Sorry, say that again. I, I, I don't know. And honestly, I was thinking about doing two all ground troop infantry units next year. Two events for that. Gotcha. Um, okay. I don't know. I I don't know, Mike. Well, we got to do. We have a whole year to talk about. I already have next year's event. Yeah. You know, next big next next year's big event planned. Um, uh-huh. And it's not going to have any lerps or anything like that. But you know what, though? Yeah, yeah. We we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. It's a good question. I I have thought about it, but. I when we Mike, and you remember when we decided to do only infantry, only regular conventional, you know, units. We kind of wanted that because it, to me it felt that puts everyone on the same playing field as far as the GIs go. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, you put yeah, people no, in larger squads as well. Like, I don't. I don't think that at any point we should stop doing. And and only. And I, I just think um, I, I you know like one of the things that I loved back in the day um, was having the combined thing because you can use the you know any reconnaissance guys as uh, you know as actual reconnaissance uh, and uh, you know as, since one seventy third was you know a very contained uh, you know battalion like we could have like a work Italian or whatever. Yeah. No, you know, there was like, there. Uh, there was a LERP company for the 173rd, so it wouldn't yeah, fall exactly. out of. It so, wouldn't be too. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be too you know, crazy. You know, it's the, the specifics would be obviously. You know, you need to. We need. It would take time, but I just think it would be a cool thing to think about in the future. So I think people would enjoy that as well. There's not too many. All right, I'm a I'm a tough customer too in terms of LERPs, and everyone wants to be the LERP. Everyone thinks they're elite or whatever. There's probably like well, two that, guys. There's that's, probably t- yeah, that's the the hardest part. Yes, about it. and honestly, Mike, there's two guys that I would I would honestly trust being alert on the alert team, and I kind of need them to help me run the event, and that's you and Wes. Right. You know, or and I'm like I'm, I don't want to sound like a snob, but I would love to do it, but I can I can never go as alert anymore because I always have to run the events. Well, I can't run it do- as alert. How do you run the event as alert? You know. Well, yeah, you can't. You can't. It's not possible. Well, if you can't, once Sully gets back from a submarine, if you're, if you're, if you're running the, in the event and lurping, then you're not lurping, or you're not running the event. Right. So um, there's not too many guys I trust to even do it right, and it would it would be me going and sacrificing you, um, helping me out with the event. Which I'm not going to say, Mike. <clears throat> if if that's a an asset that we are a facet of the event that we want having you as the LERP team or on the LERP team. It's one piece of the event. I don't have to worry about, you know what I mean? Like if I know you're, you're on there as staff, you're also on there as the, as a reconnaissance man, it probably would be fine. It's kind of going to happen this weekend at Doc Siang. We're going to, it's actually, if you think about it, Mike, it's a test run for that. Well, yeah, I was literally about to say, like, you know, because we're doing the A-team detachment yeah. thing, uh, you know, maybe maybe it will kind of feel similar and maybe we can feel out doing something where, I mean, we are kind of just like the LERP detachment or whatever, and we can we can run parts of the game from right. the field while doing the LERP thing and everybody else is, is having a, a grunt all the time. I mean, like, you know, maybe, maybe we won't open a game to, to LERPs uh you know to the general public but maybe right. you know maybe this is just me being selfish but we could take a couple guys and do some like lurpy kind of stuff yeah as, as a fun part of the game you know i gotta think about it more it would be like a staff a staff thing kind of like how the fangs are right it's like an it's more or less like a game. non-player character and mike you gotta realize now you weren't in the talk last year but i had that simulated i had um uh, reconnaissance reports and stuff simulated to the talk last year for Junction City. Uh, so like when we were 
like when we were getting stuff to do, my dad in the talk as like battalion was getting like, you know, reports like, all right, yo, we, we got a whole bunch of NVA here and they're doing this. And that's why we went, that's why we're going some places. Right. You know what I mean? So like it, it like that element was there. It just wasn't like someone physically doing it. Right. So, and plus I've looked at, like you think about like with Junction City, if we really needed a reconnaissance unit, we could have sent, you know, a squad out there and they could have done it themselves as the grunts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. All right, so that's pretty much it about Doc Siang. We'll have a recap about that on the next episode. The next Vietnam event after Doc Siang is Anchor and Stars Indian Country, which is July 12th. They had to flip-flop around a little bit for a venue, but they finally have a venue at the new field called Atlas Airsoft in New Jersey. Mike can't make it because he's in Ireland. Ferrucci's going as a grunt. CJ, CJ and I are going as a uh, Pavin forces. CJ, how do you feel about it? You went last year as the SOG team. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to try something different. I mean, we had a great time last year as a SOG team, you know, with all the grunts looking up to us because they were awesome. But um, <laughs> going as a... They were fucking awesome. <laughs> we were. That whole and setup we had, man, was so good. That was the most awesome bunker layout I'd ever seen. That was my favorite uh, hooch. The fa- like all the hooches that we've made over the years. That was my favorite one. Yep. And especially some of the pictures you took. Yeah, they were. You good. know, were very you know very immersive in and of themselves. I mean, uh, you posted a couple of them on reenactment sites. Yeah. What they yeah. think? They they thought they were awesome. Good. A couple guys questioned the year because they were like, "Yeah, this event was took place in '68, but yo, your team wouldn't exist until '69." We're like, oh, "Bro, like." In our heads, right. it was '69. Then right. I don't know what to tell you, man. These fucking air, these reenactors. Has uh, has Ian talked to you? You know, sending pics of the new place or anything? Or I got a few. Um, I got a preview of the map because I need I need to start planning the MVA camps and shit because right. I'm the cadre for the MVA. Right. Uh, but is, I mean, I guess in comparison to say MacArthur, is it more you know flat? I mean, it's way flatter. Gotcha. It's way flatter. Uh, All right. Put it this way, it's on the Jersey Shore. It's in, in Ocean County, so it's pretty much Pinelands. Okay. Now, I'm pretty familiar with that area, you know, driving down there to, like, uh, you know, Cape May, etc. Um, it it's, it looks nice, though. It's like a raw piece of land. There's no buildings or structures yet, so it's going to be all jungle. Because I was actually about to add, you know, because you, being that you say we're in Ocean County, it's a little more, uh, you know, sandy, you know. like Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, it, it'll be nice. It'll be good. It'd be good. Hopefully the mosquitoes... Because that's another thing, too. I mean, we could probably bring up another time or something, but, you know, possibility of, you know, going to different fields rather than just... Uh, We're working on that. Right. But... But, um... Yeah, uh, they finally sorted out the field. Uh, Ian... I wanted to get those guys on prior to their event, but it looks like it's not going to happen. So maybe we'll get them on after... The event. We'll have a recap for Doc Siang and then Indian Country. So that leads me into the last segment, which is about Operation MacArthur. That next episode is going to be a long episode, um, two hour special, and we're going to basically ter- tell you everything you need to know about the event and what to prepare for. We'll have a few special guests on there. Um, and a little bit of backstory and immersive stuff to get you pumped for it. By the time that that podcast releases, it'll be about a month before uh, the event. So we're, we're looking for it. I mean, I've already been planning this event. Mike's been planning this event for over a year now at this point. We've already, we were already planning this event before Operation Junction City took place. I know Mike's got to go, so Mike, do you have any final thoughts on Operation MacArthur as of right now, at this point? Um, you know, through, through a, a, a lot of effort on our part and, you know, a bunch of, of crazy factors just with, within the community this year, I mean, I mean, this is shaping up to be the premier Northeast non-soft event of the summer. Um, so for any listeners out there who are mostly people who are already going, but they're, you know, like 
this I think this is going to be a big one, and I'm really excited. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it every day. And uh, it's, it's hard to think about sometimes because then I just get way too pumped, and then I get sad that it's such a long time away. But Hey, look, it's going to come through quick ready. anyway. It's going to be badass. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great I'm, time. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, every event that I either attend or I'm running, it's just like one more like check off the calendar to like be like, all right, this is the next. Oh, Rufio just got home. <laughs> if you guys hear him snorting, um, yeah, it's hot outside, so he doesn't do well in the hot. He would not be a good VC. But um, no, every event that I, I attend or I'm running as a producer. Once it's passed, I'm like, all right, it's one event closer to Operation MacArthur. It all, yeah. it all leads to Operation MacArthur. Yeah. All roads this summer and the map, baby. This is huge. But yeah, we can't and we can't stress enough. Please sign up. I actually just ordered. Everybody who did the T-shirt option, I just ordered the T-shirts. Um, I left the option on for another. Probably like I'll leave it on for another week or two. Uh, just to make sure everyone gets a t-shirt in time. After that, I'm going to cut that off and the price is going to raise up. So please just sign up. It gives me um, an idea of what to plan for and what swag I have to order or whatever. Um, I personally do not lie or tell people how many, how many people are going to the event based on what it says on Facebook. I tell people what it says on who actually fucking paid you know mm-hmm. um so take it for what it is I'm, like we have 180 people interested in another 40 saying they're going i'm not telling people that i have 220 people going to my event yeah because that would be stupid yeah it's kind of false advertising too if you do that yeah i, I it's 100 percent to... false advertising when you say that there's 100 people going and then 10 people show up yep. yeah yeah so, no, we, we have a decent amount of uh, GIs already, a good number of NBA already. Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the numbers. Based on last year, it's very similar already. Uh, we just got to get people to sign up. That's really it. Uh, if you're going, get the time off. Come up Friday. Come up Thursday. We say this every episode. Um, yeah, uh, and, and get the time off now like don't don't wait the dates are there they've been there for a long time take the time off put it on your calendar yep it's just I mean, one friday to take off so that's all you need it comes down to the fact that if you're really into knobs off that you've known for these dates for a while now you know if you miss it that's you know you're not really that big into it that's true yeah that's true shave your damn face Shave your fucking face. That's not even like a, at this point for MacArthur, that's not even like a, a hot tip that we're giving. It's mandatory. You need to be yeah. shaving. No beards. Yeah. So, so yeah. like, if you have, like, if you have growth, let's say you have a five o'clock shadow and you shave your neck, that's a fucking beard. I'd rather you leave the neck beard, bro. Right. Yeah, definitely. If, you know, if, if you, God, I, I don't even want to say this. I'm not going to shave your fucking face. Shave your fucking face. That's it. Period. There's nothing else. Honestly, my anger just gave me an idea. I'll hold a contest, and a a t-shirt is the prize for best mustache of the... Best in-regulation mustache of the event. It has to be in-regulation. Nice. What do you guys think? Todd. Todd's my fucking man for that. I think Todd's going uh, fully shaven. My 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 money's on Todd. Todd, since you're listening, I know you're listening. Do the mustache, man. Just do the mustache. Yeah. It's only a few days, and you're just with the boys, and then you can shave it off after. It's fine. Or keep it. It's it's you know mustache. Or keep it. Yeah. I saw a dude in the Lord Taylor the other day, and he was rocking a mustache, and I gave him some respect. <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna. You're you gonna be rocking a stash, O'Donnell. I I needed I needed wedding season stuff. Thank you, CJ. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Yup. C- Sorry, they CJ. You were saying something before Fucci came back from wrestling Rufio. 
What are you saying, CJ? I'm sorry. No, we're just talking about shaving faces. Oh. Save your face by shaving face. Yeah, I, I keep a razor in my foot locker, so if I have to shave you while you sleep, man. Vince, uh... I'll, I'll, I'll hold you down. <laughs> Vince told me he's bringing clippers, too, so... That doesn't mean come with a, with hair on your face expecting people to shave it. Yeah, just shave. Just shave. It, I'm telling you, man, it... Our pictures look so fucking good, man. They look so good. When everyone, everyone had the, the, they all came correct with their gear. They were shaven. Um, other than being a little overweight, we, we look pretty good. <laughs> um, fucking, uh, I, I think it would be cool if we, if we could have a, a guy doing straight razor shaves. Like we had like a base uh, barbershop. Yeah, that would be cool. I think, you you know, like, these are all, like, stupid details that, like, would make it great that we could do over the years. And honestly, I think these are the things that might come in naturally the more reenactors that we attract. I uh, think so. I you think know, so. like, silly, silly on-base things that make it fun. Yeah, we, we're going to improve on the uh, Bamboo Viper this year. Um, I'm going to start assigning details to everybody on staff if they want to take it. Like, I know, Mike, you're basically going to be the bamboo viper guy you're in charge of the ncos club that's what you're going to be in charge of uh you know and whatever items you need from other people that's like going to be on you to nag them and get make sure they get it get them to you 100 because i know i mean you have majority of the uh, items anyway so yeah i kind of want to be like uh not like the px guy but like yeah, basically the PX guy. It's like, hey, you need a carton of cigarettes because he's some cigarettes. Like, you well, need a fucking thing? Oh, I got that for you. Well, you know what, though, Mike? Think about it. It is realistic. Like, you would be assigned the the NCOs club, you know? Yeah. Like, I was reading a book about uh, SEALs, which I guess is a little bit different, but they had they had an NCOs club, and there was one guy who just, like, he, he was, like, new. He just got there, and they gave him the you know the uh the budget like he was in charge of the budget for the ncos club so he'd be like yeah like i would come home from a mission and i had to go buy the beer and the ice and make sure it's all sorted out before everyone wanted to drink that night you know like that could be your detail assigned to you you know and then you can have a little minion that helps you too yeah yeah that would be great um yeah so hopefully you know we can get it running where we have a full service bar that would be that would be awesome. That's another reason yeah. to come up Thursday because Thursday is like the immersive light day where, and I say light as in we're not really going on patrols or anything like that. You're we're, if you want the base life, go Thursday. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a movie. I'm gonna see. I I I don't want to give anything away yet, but I'm gonna see if I can pull some really cool shit for this year. Okay. Some immersion type things. Yeah, we actually have the uh, movie all set. I tested the movie and I had it's all ready to go. I so I promise you guys it won't uh, eat shit. Um, half well, that was so funny. It was like five minutes in, mm-hmm. like everyone's like all quiet and getting pumped. Right. And you know it's uh, good, the bad, and the ugly. So the beginning's all like, <laughs> like all the, you know the song, and it's just like done. It just cuts <laughs> off. We're like, what the fuck? Oh man. So th- this year I sorted out. It's good. Um, it was all, dude. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a good time. It's almost like a festival. What the films are you planning on trying to get? Well, we have Good, the Bad, the Ugly, and maybe one more for like Friday or something like that. All right. Um, but I'm no, trying to find something yeah. as well. I mean, in my parents' basement. Yeah. But the yeah the event to me is like a Vietnam festival. It's like if you're into Vietnam, even if you don't plan on going on patrols, you want to hang out at base. We have we'll have pricing for that if you're you're a non. A non-airsofters price, you know, for the reenactors and stuff like that. We'll have like a camping uh, fee. So um, I know Randy's been working on reenactors to come. Uh, I don't know. It's this event's turning out to be pretty big. Yeah, but uh, just to interject. I mean, like I've told you before, if we can, you know, keep on making those tier two, you know, two, uh, two and three events to attract more people in the Bay Soft, you know, Let's... give them that small idea because. You know, we know what we're capable of, of having a very immersive, you know, environment. And we just got to give them that introduction. And, uh, you know, going back to, 
falling pedal, there were a couple of guys that, you know, even though they were multi-cam and whatever, they were talking like, you know, maybe I would like to get a Vietnam, you know, loadout, you know, whether it was for VC or, you know, GI. Well, it's definitely a channel to get people to convert. That's exactly. Us, well, Cause, what, and that's what our intention all along was to do all these events like the uh, the Ragnarok series. Yeah. That's an immersive series that's very close to the Vietnam events, but with modern stuff. And we're like, all right, if you like this, come to our Vietnam event. Get all the stuff. Come correct. Get all your shit. Exactly. And I and, and, and just Ragnarok alone, I felt very confident that we are very capable of attracting new players, you know, from all walks to, you know, at least give a Vietnam at least one try. And hopefully they can just spread the word about it and realize, hey, we are the standard and... You know, we got something to show for it. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Um, Operation MacArthur, one, once again, is August 16th to the 18th at Telcom, Massachusetts. The 15th is the the gates will open and the staff will be there setting up the camp. Uh, looks like we have, you know, I did that poll. Looks like we have a decent amount of guys coming the, the 15th, so. It's going to be exciting. I mean, especially with the squads we're all going to set up. Yeah. I mean, the names that are going to be there. I mean, it shouldn't be nothing short of a good time. All right, so that's that's really it, guys. Um, the next episode is going to be the big one. We're going to, like, like I said, we'll have a two-hour episode with uh, MacArthur as the main subject and. Well, we'll have a recap for Doc Siang and a recap for Indian Country. So, uh, thanks again to Michael Donnell. Thanks, <laughs> thanks again to CJ Sen. And thanks again to Mike Ferrucci. Hey. Um, so, guys, real quick before we sign off, how do you guys think uh, Ferrucci did? He did good. He did good. Yeah, he did good, Ken. So, I mean, that's that's always a plus. Yeah, he seemed to talk a little lower um, as the podcast went on, so it was good. He didn't, you know, before he, was, he gave me a headache, he was blowing out my eardrums on these uh, headsets. I can't help it, you know. <laughs> I just wanted you to hear me, that's all. You are heard, yeah, Fruchi, don't worry. Absolutely. So, no, Fruchi... get some words in, so, I mean, that, that, that's pretty good on his part. Yeah. Yeah, I guys, um, I know... Everyone lives pretty far away, but we gotta for this next one. I want like I would really love to have everybody in in person. It's just so much easier to do the podcast in person. On phone, it's been fine, but um, it's tough to like like so every once in a while, like CJ, you get talked over because we don't see you talking. You know. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming out. Cool. All right, boys. Yeah. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Come correct.